Welcome back, everyone, to a very special Beholder's Eye side-eye adventure. We are exploring another planet with SG-13 in the Stargate universe using the GURPS system. But don't let that drag you away because we have the usual fantastic group of performers here tonight. And of course, me, Mac, being the guest GM for today. Uh, who wants to catch us up on what happened last time? Uh, well, I can, if that's okay. Excellent. Go for it, Captain Hoyd. Okay. Um, so we looked at some buildings. We found uh, some computers. Uh, we made homemade styluses out of chip bags. Um, we, we, we didn't find very much except for uh, a flying thing about a about a five dog craft you know half a mm. sedan uh flew overhead and we decided that the best idea would be to follow it to which we found a massive uh 10 dog hole uh going into the ground um which we have decided that we would like to explore yeah that catches us up um so for any of you who are on the uh metric system um, just a quick conversion. A dog is about a meter. And uh, so, you know, uh, it is now an, imp an official Imperial unit, at least as far <laughs> as we're concerned. So you Imperial scum, you got this. Uh, well, that brings us back on the planet P3X423 that you all are exploring after having been sent. Um, the hole is before you, pitching downward at about a 10 degree angle. Uh, what lies inside? Who's going first? I would love to go first. All right. Captain Hoyd is taking point, followed by... I'll follow him second. All right. Lieutenant Charles. I'll be behind Lieutenant Charles. All right. Major Alon behind that. And that means bringing up the rear. As always, we have Lieutenant Mike Flynn. I love the rear. It's the best view. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good idea to let your rear breathe. Yes, 100%. <laughs> oh, God, you don't want some swamp ass for sure. Yeah. Nope. See, we call it monkey butt on this side of the of the Mississippi. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> we are all on the same side of the Mississippi, <laughs> except for the guy in England. <laughs> yeah. Just Sweat cheeks over this. You go west enough, and he's on the same side of the Mississippi as all That's of us. Very true. <laughs> so, so this has been a lesson in global geography. Um, tune in next time where we discuss time zones. How does that even work? I've got a video. I'll send it. <laughs> of course you do. Available for our patrons. Uh, okay, so, uh, but uh, into the hole you go. Um, we'll have, uh, uh, we'll have, uh, are we going stealthily or are we going otherwisely? No, um, no. Captain Hoyd is most certainly just, they're very interested in this hole. Okay. Uh, so they're just confidently strolling in there. Fantastic. Charles is visibly annoyed that there's no stealth at all. Like, this is a dangerous situation. Uh-huh. As is Flynn. Uh, these colonials, they just, <laughs> man, they just can't observe proper operational procedure. So um, those of you who wish to be stealthy can, uh, can make a roll against your stealth. Um, otherwise, and including, um, we'll also take perceptions. Ooh. It's a four, so by eight. Nice, that's a huge success. Um, we will remember that. By one, four. By one, okay. Fail by one. Fail by one. <laughs> on your oh, perception or try. on a stealth? On my perception, I failed by one. Um, There's just so much going on here. It's hard four. to focus. <laughs> for perception, success by 10. 10, man. Equalize me. Up by five for the major. Uh, By three for the perception. Nice. Okay. And how's Captain Hoyd? Oh, okay. he failed by one on the perception. That's right. No, failed by one on the perception, not even attempting to stealth. 
Yeah. Okay. Ditto. Excellent. So, um, damn Americans, always so loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's the thing you'll learn about Captain Hoyd. Um, I, I did, you know, I obviously I'm on the officer track because uh, I ended up there for no real good reason, and um, I failed as high up as you can in any officer track, and that means I've achieved the rank of captain and probably not much more else. <laughs> Yep, you've got some you've got some demons holding you back, some spirits really holding you back. But yeah, uh, the only reason but, you to know. keep me around is because I'm real good with grease. He's a grease monkey <laughs> for sure. So um, proper lubrication, Hoyt knows, is very important. And uh, In I suppose all aspects of life, yes. Yeah, I suppose it's the philosophical quandary of how exactly does one properly lubricate a laser drill that is occupying your time on this. Uh, uh, on this plumbing the depths uh graphite powder i would assume uh, huh. uh, but know. how exactly are you going to use that that will that will interfere with the lasing medium uh i'll get back to you on that okay <laughs> you get back to me i expect a report on my desk in the morning um so as you guys uh move forward down um it would be uh it would be charles who's in position number two uh, Lieutenant Charles, uh, who notes uh, before anybody else um, that there is a form in the shadows, um, about a f- eight dog, did we say, size, uh, up ahead, roughly approximate to that half a sedan um, that is, uh, you know, uh, that is at the edge of your 20, um, yeah, at the edge of your 20 meter observation or 20 meter bubble, if you will. Okay, so I'll point out to everyone. Okay, and it has also seen you guys uh, as it shifts around. Um, Those of you who were not outside before, Captain Hoyt, this is your first time seeing it, though it has been described to you. Um, For the rest of you, this is your first time getting a closer uh, look at it as it has a, a sort of triangular front um, and it is a little bit more sleek in the back. The angles, of course, are rounded off, um, but in general, it has more of a triangular area in the front, out of which there are currently um, three or four arms that are protruding. Um, These are mechanical in uh, nature. It's not an organic. It is uh, is, uh, some type of mechanic, some type of metal thingy. Um, And in this distance, it's really tough to see, uh, but there are items on the ends of the appendages. Um, uh, Lieutenant Charles, you can vaguely make out a humanoid form inside of a transparent um, a transparent cockpit. Okay, so that's the point that his gun is pointing at. Okay. He's not firing because there's no threat yet. So how many dogs big is this thing? Um, I believe we decided five dogs, but you know, half a sedan if you're more comfortable with those, uh, with that units. <laughs> it, it, it's got four arms. Uh, three armatures uh, on the front currently, um, uh. and it has pivoted to face your direction. It's at the edge of your range of perception at the moment. Since it looks like it's noticed, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm Captain Hoyd. Okay. Uh, it approaches slowly. Uh, first coming about 15 meters away from the front from the front of your group moves to about 10 meters it stops at 10 meters away and you all have a much have a much better look at it it's still still a little bit tough to see the uh the cockpit is not perfectly transparent. It's a little translucent, but now all of you can make out a humanoid figure inside. Um, Going off of our early stellar uh, perception rule, um, Charles, you've got, uh, you've got a pretty good beat on this. Is your long gun up and do you have your optics? Yeah, optics, he'd be in a kneeled position ready. All right. Uh, you have assumed the position. You note that there is a um, uh, that there is, as is common, as you know from your briefing, uh, there happens to be a symbol of an eagle on uh, this person's forehead in some sort of black indelible marker, perhaps. Who knows for sure? Uh, but you would recognize this as uh, 
as a perhaps a Jaffa, probably a Jaffa. Okay, I'm gonna say that over the radio. Although I didn't see it from the computer screen earlier, so I wouldn't be able to relate it to that. Just a bird on his head, possibly Jafar. Uh, but you did see the one in the ground near the gate. Oh, sorry, I'd so, relate it to that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you think you're dealing with a Jafar, and now at 10 meters, uh, you can see that at least, especially Captain Hoyd, uh, that at least one of the armatures probably has some form of a mining laser at the end of it. Huh. Hello. I can I do I have external speakers to be able to speak with this person? Uh probably not. Okay. Uh let's just see yell. if he's got external speakers. Okay. Um just yell just really loudly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there does happen to be a uh, expertise in uh, in gesture, uh, if anybody happens to have that, which I sincerely doubt. Um, I thought maybe I thought maybe the quiet sniper man might have might have uh, taken up gesture, uh, but I I, I if got anybody, body language, but mine's all about oh. reading someone else rather than displaying yeah. it. Uh, mm -hmm. Very true. Um, well, if anybody wants to attempt to convey some ideas, gesture is a fairly easy skill, so defaulting is only IQ minus four. If someone wishes to undertake the task of being speaker. It seems to be like something my role should be. Um, you are the boss. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligence minus four. Okay. Just a gun. I rolled a 10, so I lost by one. Okay, so you make some wiggly motions. You think you got the idea across. Uh, what idea are you trying to get across, by the by? <laughs> um, generally, hello, we're inspecting for life forms. Um, we come in peace, kind of thing. <laughs> so so just like, like baseline, right? We, mm -hmm. since, since we're able to like identify that as possibly a Jaffa, um, we know that they're not inclined to necessarily want to like us or work with us, right? Indeed, yeah. Usually the Jaffa are under... Although there has been a uh, growth in uh, the numbers of free Jaffa. Um, so it is always possible that you are, when you're behind enemy lines, that you are dealing with, uh, dealing with a fifth column. So, hmm. Okay. Yes, um, tough to tell, um, though. I'm assuming that the rules of engagement would still be like, you don't fire unless fired upon. So. I would assume so. Unless it's extenuating circumstances, so that... Indeed, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm tied by that, because I have rules of engagement on my character. <laughs> so, yeah, you are in the moment at a bit of a stale, at a, a standstill. But I'm, even though Jaffa, like, I would think that the first person you encounter on a planet, you would still want to be like, trying to get the feel for where this planet stands because not all even you know even if they're Jaffa or even if the planet has been hostile to other people it doesn't necessarily mean they're hostile to us oh 100 percent, yeah like if it like they're not shooting at us yet so we might as well try talking okay um or well the talker has done her thing and uh and um you know you feel like you did a good job but of course you know you always do your best and your best is good but is it good enough <laughs> a speaker of sorts clicks on from the small craft and uh <laughs> the occupant uh um says jaffa kree kelnok show shofa i just look at the others like anyone anyone <laughs> Actually, no, the internal communication works. I'll just be like, do any of you speak Jafar? Oh, right. We already went over this. You don't. Oh, crap. You think they would have sent us with at least somebody who spoke Jafar? I should have probably right. thought of that. Uh, so, um, that if I could sick. have, if I could, yep. <laughs> he, he got sick and unfortunately is taking a sick day. Um, but uh, you all, if I could have perception rolls from you, if you please. Oh, I would love to. I don't think I passed that anyway. That's pretty oh, bad. No. Yeah, it's a 14. So mine is a fail by one. Okay. I failed by three. Body language at all for picking up like tone in a voice? Or uh, that is a stretch? Uh, what now? Body language. Um, for no. Tone of voice, no? Uh, body language, you kind of have to see them. Um, but this is not for that person. Scope. 
It, oh, okay. It's true, but this is not for that person. This is for something completely different. Uh, my luck seems to have swung so very badly the other way. Um, also <gasps> oh. a fail by three. Oh no. I rolled so, a 14, but that's still a success by one. Okay, so let's just recap. Um, we've had some crit fail stealths on the way, you know, on, on this. on this. Uh, we've we've had some rough luck on the gestures, and now we've had some rougher luck on the, on the perceptions. Um, those of you who passed, um, you do note the low warbling of a craft. Um, a couple of them, uh, but one is, another one is coming from the front, and there's another one that's coming from the back. I think we should move, guys. We're getting surrounded. Uh, you have the option of forward movement or backward movement at the current moment, as this uh, particular uh, tube has not yet branched. You're about 60 meters or so underground currently, so still very close to the top. Retreat, then? Yes, let's go. Um, yeah, let's go. So I'm lead the way. Lieutenant Charles will keep covering the front one until people start moving back to see if they start aggressing towards us. Okay. If they aggress in a way that puts Captain Hoyd, who I think is the closest, in danger, mm -hmm. he will fire. Um, Captain Hoyd, as we're running, is going to be kind of trying to like rummage around in their pack to pull out that power cell. Mm -hmm. um, we're just going to hold on to that for a little bit. Okay. Um, all right. So as you guys start making movement away, um, the speaker does say Cree again. Um, and now I think this is very much open to your personal interpretation, uh, but the armature with the uh, laser on it um, does point toward Captain Hoyd. I mean, you don't point something at someone unless you intend to kill them. That's, that's the military point of view that he'd mm -hmm. have. You're pointing a rather large gun at them currently. That is true. So uh, I think this is very much up to you as to what uh, you think Dan Charles's uh, interpretation, whether that uh, constitutes for him um, a you know aggressive posture or not. I would say yes. Like he's pointing something that we believe to be okay. a laser at someone. Of well, his team. Go ahead and make your attack. Um, you have already spent a goodly chunk of time aiming, so you get the full um, accuracy bonus of your weapon, as well as uh, whatever your scope would provide. I think it's going to be very hard to miss, but to miracles do happen. Accuracy is five. I don't so know what the scope can. would give. And it's rolling under my rifle skill, right? Correct. You can get it. You can take a plus five to your effective skill because of the accuracy of your weapon and the fact that you've had plenty of time to aim. So whatever your effective, whatever your rifle skill is, tack a plus five on that and try and roll under. I have faith in you. Okay. I rolled a twelve. That's still a success by eight. Still a success by eight. Aiming makes such a lovely difference, folks. Same. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, as we have entered combat, doo -doo -doo -doo, um, we should all note that uh, that there are no armor classes. It's just whether or not your aim is true and your opponent, as well as you when you're the opponent, um, gets the opportunity to make an active defense. Um, in this case, he is going to attempt to um, move away from where he believes your gun to be pointed uh, inside of his vehicle. Uh, a dodge, in essence. Uh, and unfortunately, that's not high enough. He tries to pull the controls to the side and, uh, and move out of the way when he sees your intent, um, but it is not quick enough. Go ahead and roll your damage. I believe it's a delightfully high number of dice. You war gamer, you. <laughs> we can't hear you. Damn it. 18. I'll try and avoid the dice rolling on the recording. Uh, that's 18 damage in total. 18 damage. Do you have a figure in parentheticals after the dice number? Uh, that would denote an armor divisor, for example. I don't know uh, if you would have it or not. I don't think so. No. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so, 18, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the material of the cockpit is going to take, is going to shave some velocity off of that bullet and therefore some of that damage. Um, but it does penetrate. Uh, and okay. Uh, okay, look, I am rolling phenomenally well um, so far. Like, I might have to change out dice to make it fair. Uh, but 
it's uh but it's just it goes through it does hit him it deals some amount of damage he reacts um you have not taken him out of the fight as it were uh however the cockpit on his uh on his vehicle is broken and you can only assume that that means that gas is pouring in unless of course he's you know got positive pressure on the inside uh but who knows if that'd be enough so uh you uh, and and you all are starting to withdraw now at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I sure hope that's a bad guy. Uh, he's going to be taking a minute to recover from the stun of having been shot. Um, so he doesn't immediately respond. Um, now, uh, what is everybody's basic move? It should be listed pretty close to your attributes, uh, your main attributes, kind of just under them. Um, so the doc is coming with a six. 5.5 for Charles. A six. Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of you uh, stacked up on six. Um, now we don't do initiative. You just go in basic, uh, you know, in basic move order. So um, I'll let you three decide amongst yourself uh, who gets to do what first. Combat in GURPS is both deadly as well as fast. It is one second in length. Um, so yeah, um, you should be warned. Uh, you're assumed to be able to move if you want to move you can move your full movement of six meters uh, in a second that you know that's you booking it um, you can move and make an attack but uh, it's a poorly aimed one in that one second uh, and you can always step an attack uh, within a one second round um, and within the same one second of time you do get uh, an active defense such as dodging blocking if we had swords parrying but uh, we, we didn't bring swords on this. I don't, we didn't, did we? I, I did not I bring a knife. a knife to a gun You've got a knife. Okay, gotcha. I have a knife. That is a okay. foam. It's true. Knife, yeah. but it's, a, it's a sword light. I've got a grease gun. Could that be considered <laughs> active? Uh, yes, indeed. That's how you cast grease in this universe? <laughs> you got duct tape as well. You could just start wrapping people up in close combat. Well, huh. I... I Captain Hoyd would love to attempt to cast Fireball, and by that I mean um, they want to throw that power cell at the ship, and as they're throwing it, yell, um, Charles, shoot that! That's not going to be an easy shot. So, um, the power cell is about the size, I'm trying to figure it in dogs, um, (laughs) one eighteenth of a dog, perhaps? Is it, is it one paw? Well, we, we can use a one unit paw. of dog. Yeah, a, yeah. Do, a paw. You could do like a, you know, a snoot, you know, a nose, you know, That's, like... Ooh, good point. Yeah, it's about the size of a snoot. Um, so <laughs> your task is to boop this snoot. Um, I'm going to I say that... That's the uh, that, uh, Let's see. Hoyd, um, does Hoyd, Captain Hoyd have any expertise in throwing Ooh. weapons uh, or otherwise throwing? Oh, God, no, no. no. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so uh, that's okay, because there's a default for that. Um, <clears throat> uh, dexterity minus three is your default on uh, on on throwing. Oh, it's success by two. Nice. nice. It sails the direction that you want it to uh, back down the, you know, back down the way. Um and uh, it's going pretty well. Um, Charles, this is gonna be a rough hit. Um, A snoot is around, it's a little bit larger than an eye, and an eye is a minus nine to hit. Um, So you're going to be at a a minus eight uh, to pull off the shot and boop the snoot. Um, Now, I believe, do do you have the gunslinger advantage by chance? I think so. I know we talked about it before, so I'm pretty sure I answered it, but that was a while ago. One real nice thing about the gunslinger advantage is that you automatically get half of your accuracy bonus, whether or not you aim. So you get, and we round up, so you'll get a plus three to your effective skill, um, regardless of how many turns you aim, and you get your accurate full accuracy bonus bonus immediately after taking a turn of aiming. So, uh, you know, you are a precise and accurate 
fellow. So it's effectively like minus five then. Mm-hmm. Is that on my turn or do I do that now? Um, well, we will come to you in just okay. uh, in just a minute. I just wanted to set the stage there so that when you knew when you were booping the snoot that you knew what you were snoot booping. Um, how about, uh, how about, uh, uh, Kim, um, what is, is there anything Dr. Alon's working or is she just booking it? I mean, technically we haven't been shot upon, but we're being surrounded. I think I'm better off running. I'm not good at shooting things, really. You make six meters back toward the surface. Uh, how about Lieutenant Flynn? Um... Just because I don't know if our British friend is just trigger happy or not, um, I don't want to make things worse. Well, of course, the captain's already made it worse, but um, I'm just going to run as well, I think. Okay. You make uh, six meters back toward the surface. The, I've not made it worse yet. Worse or better? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Military unit will commit to the act of one. <laughs> Okay, so now <laughs> genocide move... is okay if your captain does it. <laughs> they pointed they rules of engagement. They pointed a potential weapon at someone. He dies. That's on me for not shooting. <laughs> so we now move to uh, uh, we now move to Lieutenant Charles. Um, there is a snoot. It is ready to be booped. Perfect. That is a six seven success by three. Okay, a tough shot for mere mortals. Uh, you manage it handily. Um, there is the retort of your long rifle as it uh, as it expels its cartridge forward. Um, flames coming out of the breach as it ejects the shell. And forward it goes and it impacts. Uh, go ahead and roll that uh, damage. Um, you need to do more than 10 points of damage in order to crack this power source. Um, so it's always possible uh, that you don't. 15, okay. It shatters, releasing a very large amount of um, what was potential energy is now kinetic energy. Woo! Okay, um, so for those of you who made a full six, yard, uh, six meters of movement, um, roll 1d6. This is how much concussive damage um, you take. Oh no, that's six. Okay, um, so that comes off of your HP. Uh, you are lifted and flung an additional, say, meter, um, and uh, you feel a little bit worse for wear. How's the, uh, how's the good Dr. Major? Three. Okay, lovely. Um, now for you two who are six meters closer and a mere 10 meters from the, uh, from the explosion, um, only, uh, only 2d6, uh, concussive damage. Um, okay. So seven. Okay. That um, comes off of your HP. Um, if you wind up going below half of your HP, uh, you are now at half move and half dodge until you've uh, until you've regained to get back above half. Well, I am indeed there. Okay. I have been high, but just above. Just barely above. All right. Um, and both of you have been shifted one meter toward the uh, toward the direction everybody else was running. So I mean, it's a bonus. Um, the craft uh, has been consumed in this green explosion uh, of sorts. Um, it now no longer locomotes um, and is uh, and is like a stone on the ground. Um, a secondary effect of this explosion um, is that the tunnel around you sort of comes alight with this uh, strange silvery um, uh, strange silvery effect. Um, there's a lot of silver particles in the air that happen to be flashing briefly, uh, as well as veins in the tunnel uh, that flare up with this sort of bright silvery light for a moment or so. Um, now, obviously, this is all one second, so it slowly pitters out over the next couple of seconds. Uh, but right now, it has flashed uh, to life in a very odd and bizarre uh, reaction. Um, all right. Uh, now, those that have not been barbecued, um, it is... Okay, perfect. Okay, okay. 
Oh, uh, there is a non-zero chance that such an explosion has done a number on your hazard suits. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who took, uh, um, here's how we'll do it. Uh, the amount of damage you took is obviously going to be, uh, relevant. Um, so we will say for sake of argument that your suits have an HT score. You know, I know they don't have health, but they've got a hardiness of 12. Um, half of the damage that you took is, uh, so you'll take minus half of what you took and try and roll under that on a 12. So if you took six damage, you're rolling at a nine. So at a 12 minus three for your suit, if that makes sense. Sorry, it's lots of it's lots of mathy. So what are we roll? Just, just okay. a straight roll? No, it's not uh, uh, yeah, straight roll for you, it's gonna be a nine. For Dr. Alon, it's gonna be a 10. Um, okay. For Captain Hoyd, it's going to be a, a nine as well. Uh, and for uh, Charles, uh, your target number, I think is also going to be a nine. Failure I exactly by nine. Two. Nice. Okay, made it. Failure uh, about oh, failure by two. Okay, uh, Floyd uh, or Nathan. Flynn? Flynn. That's all right. It's my last name. So eight. Eight. Fail by two. Fail by two. Okay. Uh, nothing is immediately observable. Um, but uh, uh, but for at least Doctor Alon and for um uh, for Lieutenant Charles, uh, there is something wrong with your suit, which we'll discover in due course um all right you guys are uh, are moving there is no immediate um uh volley of shots um so back to the top um our three with a move of uh with a base speed of six um what are you guys doing uh running. Running. not me anymore because i'm at half Okay, yep. Your well your base speed is still six, but you're going oh. to move at three now. Oh, okay. Speed yeah. and move are different. Okay. Yes, yes. Um so uh you are you're hobbling a little bit. It's probably twisted something. Um but the blood is still all on the inside and that's where it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's right. So uh so off you go. Um, I'm gonna hobble after them with a speed of three. <laughs> okay. Uh Doc, you are still moving at your full six. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if I would try to stay with my crew more. I mean, they did just set off an explosion <laughs> I that did. I didn't even realize we had the <laughs> capability of. Um, I'm just gonna say, you know, I've got medic's gonna medic. advantages and quirks. You know, alcoholism, gullibility, and overconfidence. I don't think mesh well with not setting off explosions. Oh no, you definitely did what you should have done. I think uh, it's on character-wise. <laughs> That right, little right. voice at the back of your head said, this'll be fine. I'm not dead. Yeah, so it's not I wrong. I do have a sense of duty to protect <laughs> some people. I guess I'll just move at their pace. Okay, uh, so you guys hobble forward at three meters per second, which is I'll, still reasonable. I'll um, do like the army buddy thing where you like, you know, try to like lift them up and get them moving faster. All right, that kind of thing. nice. Okay, so you guys are keeping together. Uh, Gotta say that was a brilliant plan. How is flawlessly Captain... executed? I mean, I love a good explosion, but what the hell? I found myself that boom. What's um, Charles doing? Uh, yeah, great question. So, is the second vehicle still coming from behind us? So we're heading towards it. That's a great question. Uh, you've not yet seen it. Okay, if I can't see it, I would move. Okay. I would. So, if I step and shoot, is that mm -hmm. um, the three meters? So I'd be with the rest of the group. Um, the step is only one meter. Um, ah, okay. I will move and shoot back at the one. That I've already shooting at, so I may as well keep mm -hmm. them away from us. Because no one All else right. is shooting guns, so... Uh, the one that you shot is now a burned-out husk on the ground. <laughs> um, oh, okay. If you could hear, corpse. you may or may not hear the screams of, uh, of a person as he's baked alive inside of the currently on fire, on fire ship. I... I don't think you do uh, but you are but you're but you're uh, you can shoot at it again if you'd like oh no no if it's a burning husk i'm not going to shoot a corpse that's desecration okay. of a corpse that's illegal um <laughs> <laughs> thanks apu <laughs> i'll move with the rest of the group pointing forward having seen the burnt husk <laughs> that was effective hoyd uh thank you i knew it would work 
Um, you <sighs> four move, continue moving forward. Uh, you get a few more meters, then a few more, and a few more. I think I'm going to request a reassignment from Captain Hoyd. I'm not in charge here, uh, Lieutenant. Exactly. As long as I'm not with you. Oh. Request <laughs> a reassignment away from all of you. Uh, so, at, uh, at about, I'm you know... I'm not the problem here. Uh, at about 10 meters from the uh, mouth of the <clears throat> of the tunnel, um, you all have naturally drawn some attention. Um, there are uh, two half sedans, um, so practically a whole sedan, but in two different chunks, uh, waiting for you at the mouth of the <clears throat> tunnel. Charles sets up in a shooting position, seeing a potential threat. Okay. But he doesn't fire because we're not fired upon and they're not directly threatening us. Um, looking, current, looking for orders and direction from our major. I think in this case, I'm going to try to do the playing, like, oh, there was an explosion. We're hurt, kind of, like, I, <laughs> hurt puppy, like. Okay. <laughs> Very in keeping with our puppy theme. Um, <laughs> all right, give us a, give us a gesture. Uh that was uh, IQ minus four, right? Uh, gesture, yep, IQ minus four. Please ignore the puppy holding a high-powered rifle looking at you. Oh, made it exactly. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. So you convey the, you are attempting to convey the idea that there's been an explosion. Easy enough. Uh, the harder thing here is trying to, uh, uh, trying to convey a, you know, a sort of puppy dog eyes innocence. Uh -huh. um, but you feel like you affected it. You're not entirely sure if the detriment to wearing Tauri clothing, um, you know, uh, suits that are clearly not of this world, um, necessarily lets you fit in as much as you would like to with this thing, but they don't seem to be immediately firing on you. Okay. Is there any way I can use diplomacy? <laughs> Am my gesturing? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, make a diplomacy roll. Let's let's see how good you are at selecting the diplomatic gestures. Um, I make it right on. <laughs> There's a lot stacked against you right now, Major. Um, but you aren't you you're pretty confident that you're not making things worse. How much better you're making them? Difficult to say. Okay. Lieutenant Dan, so if I may, can you lower your rifle? It is though. I'm, I'm laying on the floor with it on my pod. You can't get, you can't you can't get, get lower, lower than, than braced. I think you know what I mean. Lieutenant Charles, please stand down. Correct orders, he has to follow. All right. Uh, you hear the warble of another vehicle uh, coming up from back from behind. Uh, it seems to have been somewhat negatively impacted by the explosion, but not taken completely out of commission. Uh, there is a sad puppy dog whine from its left uh, from its left propulsion pod, um, and uh, <clears throat> um, but you all stand there for a long few seconds. Um, in the distance, there's the warble of another craft. Uh, the pitch is slightly different from the pitch of these half sedans. Um, and it appears to be more of a transport ship as it comes down and lands uh, behind, the, uh, behind the smaller crafts. The back of it opens up. You're welcome to stop me at any time if there's something immediate you want to do. <laughs> okay. Just, just overcomes. If we die here, this is my worst deployment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, stepping out of the back of this, and stepping out of the back of this, you know, a kind of a gullwing door opens up. Uh, from the back of this and out steps uh, two um, individuals. Uh, they happen to have uh, apparatuses covering most of their faces. Uh, in true sci-fi fashion, they are lit on the inside with the LEDs shining toward their faces so that, so that you can make out the features. Um, and they carry one in each hand 
um, a weapon that you would recognize as a zat gun. Uh, these are meant to incapacitate, uh, but can be used to kill, but they're not primarily used to kill. They're mostly used to incapacitate. Um, and uh, they gesture toward the uh, uh, toward the open door of the ship behind them. Creek. Well, I'm guessing that doesn't mean I'm gonna kill you, so... Did we go, Major? Ha <laughs> ha! Um, hmm. So there's three mech people and the Zat guns that... Mm-hmm. Mm, do I know if they have range on them? Uh, on the Zat guns? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it give a us a soldier roll. Oh, oh, uh, well, you know, just in general, because you've been briefed on the weaponry, you know that those are ranged weapons. Um, okay. But for your success by one, um, you have a good idea of what the range is on them. Uh, they're about effectively 15 to 20 meters. Um, okay, so we are within range at the moment. Yes, you guys are within range at the moment. I don't think we can take all of them. That would be uh, highly unlikely. I grabbed the six on the left. You guys grab the two on the right. Six on the left. He sees everything you see, including the ones that are not not there. there. <laughs> That's okay. He's making, he's making a joke. We can't take it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and these guys haven't even like fired their guns. He has no faith in them being able to take one. Right. I um, made a very brilliant ploy that almost completely disabled the ship. I'm sure. And the team. <laughs> So we go they into the can't pit. kill okay. us if we kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, it's been around 15 or so seconds. Um, uh, Charles, um, uh, Dr. Allon, Major Allon, um, you're. Uh, <clears throat> it's getting a little stuffy in here. Uh, give us an HT roll, please, the two of you. Is that, I'm guessing roll below our current HT? Cur- uh, roll against your. Roll below your HT score. Um, the damage that you've oh, taken doesn't impact your HT. It just comes off of your HP. Oh, by I one. made it by one. Okay, made it by one, failed by one. Um, uh, Lieutenant Charles, you uh, uh, you get a you get a mouthful of something that does not taste good, uh, and you're sputtering just a little bit. Um, you're pretty sure that there is a hole in your suit. I'm pretty sure I've got a breach. I need to start looking for a breach on his suit. Um, I do as well. Uh, he- hearing duct that, tape, please. Yeah, hearing that, Captain Hoyd is going to be hot on the duct tape. Um, they've kind of attached it to one of their their Loops. bits with like a big uh, like a big carabiner. So uh-huh. it's like a roll of duct tape on a huge carabiner that just goes. Okay. Ready. Um. Ooh. I. Mm, I mean, they're not going to take Lloyd's movement as aggressive. Yeah, while they're, I'm, I'm, while they're focusing on the breach, because mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, like they've lost all idea of what's actually happening. I'm going to hold my hands up, oh, fully away from my P90, mm-hmm. and just like this, like just like hands up. We're not a threat. Okay, that's the only gesture I'm going to make. Because um, okay, okay, that that probably makes it. Okay, um. They seem to want you to move, uh, but they've not taken your quick movement as a sign or as a show of force. Uh, So they've they repeat the refrain Cree, uh, but they don't, uh, you know, but there's no shooting yet. Um, All right, uh, Sam, you're doing duct tape duty. Go ahead and give us a. Oh, oh, what skill do you think's most appropriate for your uh, for your attempts here? Ooh, um, I don't quite know, really. Um, I don't know if it would be gadgeteer. I've also got first aid, uh, combat engineer. Would that be combat engineer? Is perfect for this. Okay. Oh, uh, great success. Uh, success by five. Fantastic. With speed and dexterity, you feel around to where, at least on uh, Charles, who's closest to you, that you uh, locate uh, the site of puncture. Um, clearly, some debris has, uh, you know, had had punched a couple of holes in the front of his suit. Um, and uh, yeah, you put some duct tape over that. You're feeling pretty good about that. Uh, similar story with uh, with uh, the with the major, except for her tears are on the back of her suit. Um, 
the Jaffa who are carrying the Zat guns, uh, one of them makes the universal gesture for get a move on, which is, of course, the two quick inclines to the left uh, with his uh, with his with his so thing. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the refrain is repeated. Cree! With him shooting us, can I do like a body language just to see how impatient they're getting? If it's sure, that's a perfect or... use of uh, use of body language. Go for it. Uh, that is my body language. Sixteen. So, uh, success by seven. Success by seven. Uh, yeah, you get a few things. Um, breakfast didn't sit especially well with him. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of shifting back and forth. Uh, he probably needs to use the bathroom. Uh, the <laughs> other guy is certainly uh, certainly rethinking his request to be stationed here. Um, uh, but, of course, the one who's beckoning you is patience is getting rather thin. I think we should move. Um, does the suit cycle like the the bad stuff out or am i now having to live with this inside my suit um well with your ht roll you uh you know you didn't get any of it in your lungs so uh but um you are pretty sure that it will cycle it out um you are you know it's gonna smell bad for uh for a minute or two but uh but you're gonna be out of the danger zone Okay. All right. Well, as long as I'm out of the danger zone, I will um, move forward toward the... Uh, they stand at either thing. side with their zats. Uh, the four of you load into the back, and uh, they step in as well. Um, there is a... Uh, they point to the front, um, and they seem to want you to move and sit at the front of the, uh, at the, front of the vehicle. And is they take like up... Is it like a cargo hold or is it? Uh, yeah, we're talking, uh, let's see. I can't quite give it to you in dog units. So we'll go in, uh, we'll go in ice cream trucks. <laughs> and uh, there's about an ice cream truck worth of uh, worth of room in here, and uh, they want you uh, to the front of it. But uh, overall, this uh, this craft is big enough to consume an ice cream trunk and a quarter, probably. Uh, okay. Are we like steeled into a front section, or? Um, they're pointing for you to go to uh, to a front section, to the front section. Um, Is it like behind a door that we're going through, sort of thing? So it'd be nope. like a. Sealed they're just container. gesturing you toward the front of the sealed cargo area. I'll follow wherever they're gesturing. Yeah, yeah. I'll follow. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, one of them hits a button, and the gull wing door closes slowly. Um, there is a uh, there is a, a slight hiss as green air is is jettisoned and pushed out from the cargo area. Um, one of them takes off his uh, takes off his mask, no longer beautifully illuminated, um, but uh, he does uh, he does say um, in somewhat accented but in a passable uh, English uh, your weapons on the ground I looked at the major immediately drops it (laughs) (laughs) Um, these are the ones with that guns I yeah I will follow instructions I will put my my rifle I'll put the butt of it to the floor holding the barrel so it's clear I can't fire it it's a precision piece of work I'm not going to throw it on the floor (laughs) (laughs) set it then set it against the wall Disgruntled face, very clear. Doesn't like not holding his rifle. You Tauri are so, insolent. But do amusing. I know what Tauri are? Yeah, Tauri is the um, is the uh, the slang for um, for specifically the pyramid um, symbol that is the uh, that is the denoting of Earth. Uh, okay. So as an Earthling, you are you know you are of the Tauri. Um, it is also a general slang for human. Uh, but it has, over the past six years that the uh, Stargate program has been in effect, uh, you know, they don't call humans Tauri anymore. They call the Tauri. They call you guys the Tauri. Thorn in their side as you are. An SG team. SG-1-3, huh? How would they know that? Do I? Do we have oh, like... that's right. You insignia? guys are still wearing your... Yeah, oh, sorry. My bad. In my mind, you've already taken off your you've taken off your 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 stuff, but you haven't. So my bad. Uh, okay, I was like, so, I know that would be like the insignia on in our normal uniform, but like, 
And and for that matter, they wouldn't even. Ah, they would probably assume that you were Tauri. No, they probably wouldn't assume that you were Tauri either. But, so but they recognize weapons though, because. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for for helping me find just world justification for them to do things that they've already done. That they're very very distinctive weapons. Oh no, yeah. Nobody ex except humans uses them. So. Yeah. <sighs> Harrowur will be most pleased. Can I remove just the helmet portion? Oh, absolutely. They've already removed their helmets. Um, yeah, so I will do that so I can talk to them. Um, um, we came exploring to see what was on this planet and found nobody at the immediate point of Stargate. So we were just ex exploring to see who or what, if anybody was still here. And uh, now that we see that you are here, we can easily return and, and leave you alone. We have no need to start a fight with you. So it's before or after they say, Harold will be pleased. Oh, uh, we'll say you before. Kind of yeah, we'll say before. Um, hmm. So... We are merely on an expedition to explore. And a now peaceful that we know expedition, that yes? Yes, exactly, yes. I would believe you were it not for explosions in the mines. That was a miscalculation on our part. Aren't they we were always? Merely attempting to make sure we did not um, come to any bodily harm. Uh, the ship has been steadily moving upward as this conversation's been happening. Uh, there are windows along the side, and suddenly the green, uh, the green smoke at the end of of the of the major's comment. Um, breaks and you are above the uh, you're above the level of where the of where the green is obscuring uh, it's almost like flying above the clouds um, in a plane as it is clear and honestly kind of lovely up here um, there is a red yellow sun that's shedding some pleasant uh, some pleasant warm light down uh, and you guys are coming up on a city that's built atop a platform over the uh, over the the toxic green whatever it is uh, there are shining towers of silver and gold um, it is many many dogs across and it is quite beautiful um, the architecture is, uh, is almost but not quite um chrysler building-esque what's the uh uh what's the the thing there's a there's a specific architecture name for it is that art deco art deco bless you sir uh, it has an almost uh, futuristic Art Deco look. Lots of arches and and the like. Um, and the ship continues that direction. Um, the Jaffa you've been talking to says, Harrower will be pleased by your capture. And how will our friends get out of this one? Who knows? But you'll have to tune in next time for star for the exciting adventures of Stargate SG-13. <laughs> There's no way we would be a team. <laughs> like, <laughs> just gross incompetence all around. <laughs> just uh, like... Lieutenant Child hates all of you. <laughs> Everybody has bad days, okay? 